Okay, um, so welcome back to my podcast. Um, today I'm joined with a special guest. If you'd like to introduce yourself for the yep. audience. My name is uh, Denton Randolph. Sweet. Um, so could you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, just like what your, what, what your interests, um, job, hobbies, whatever. Cool. Well, currently I'm a supervisory federal air marshal. I work for Department of Homeland Security, Transportation Security Administration as a federal air marshal. I've been doing this since uh, January of 2008. Uh, my primary hobbies right now uh, are uh, basically supervising the squad, helping to run an office, um, and I uh, was a previous um, competitor. I have not shot in, I'd say, since I moved to California. However, um, I was the 39th ranked um, production gun or duty gun shooter um, in the United States. And I also sold ranked 108th in the world as far as a worldwide ranking. Um, and that, uh, I, my last competition again was probably uh, in November of 2019, just before I came out to San Francisco. Wow. All right. Well, um, so um, it says here you played um, football in college. Could you tell me a little bit about um, your history with football, maybe where you started um, first playing football and then um, just kind of continue on with that? Absolutely. I, uh, I actually started uh, playing Pop Warner football. I grew up in a uh, actually I say a small town, but it's one of the largest cities just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. And that city is called Newton, Mass. Uh, and I played for the Newton Mustangs. So it was a, uh, a, a small, small town Pop Warner. Um, and that's kind of where I, I developed a, a love for football, actually, for the game itself. Uh, from there, I played in uh, junior high school. And then from junior high school, I went to um, high school. So the junior high was Bigelow Junior High School. And then I went on to play for Newton North. Um, and at Newton North, I was actually a, uh, a three-sport athlete, so I wrestled, I, I ran track, did a lot of the field events, and uh, actually played lacrosse, and I played football as well. Um, uh, my, my primary interest in football came from the coaches that were actually involved in the game for me that uh, served not only as mentors but role models. Um, Coach Tom Giusti, who was my Actual, uh, the Newton Mustangs, my Pop Warner coach, but he was also my, uh, my junior high school coach. And Peter Capitolupo, who was my high school coach, um, they, they were both there for me in, in many different ways in my development with the game and, and, and as a young adult as well. Um, so uh, my roots in football started off when I was very, very young, and I was lucky enough to actually go to the Dartmouth football camp uh, which kind of opened up a few different horizons for me. I was looking at uh, Boston College because it was almost a stone throws away from where I lived as a, as a child. Uh, but Boston College, uh, UMass, and, and most of the local colleges. Um, when I went to the Dartmouth football camp at Dartmouth College, um, I then actually was kind of opened up to the Ivy League schools. So Dartmouth, uh, Yale, Brown, Harvard. So I got recruited by some of the, the larger schools um, uh, the school I ended up going to as far as college was Union College, which is kind of a sub-Ivy, which is in upstate New York. Um, I basically, after applying to the Ivies, I got waitlisted at Dartmouth and Harvard, um, and then uh, I got into Union. It was actually my safety school, and it's 
in my mind, I'd like to think it's one of the best college institutions there is. But, um, you know, of course, that's just in my own brain, right? Um, but after uh, playing high school football, I actually graduated from high school. So I was born in December. So I graduated at 16 and a half. Um, so it was uh, my parents were not very confident that I would be able to, to go on and uh, have a great college career academically because they felt I was a little immature, in which I was. Um, so what they ended up doing was I ended up going to a college prep school. Uh, so I went to Northfield Mount Hermon, which at the time was the largest co-ed prep school in the country, which was in Northfield, Massachusetts. Um, and that was just a postgraduate year, which gave me a little bit more time to mature, uh, to grow into my body. Because when I was playing football in high school, I think I was, uh, six, two, six, three, about 190 pounds. Um, and by the time I made it through prep school and, and hit the gym and, and actually found out what um, eating well and working out well and, and taking care of my body was really all about in preparation for playing football in college, it was about 210 to 215 pounds my, my freshman year when I went to Union College. Um, so after that PG year, I ended up going to Union, and uh, I basically got to be on a team where I literally walked into an NCAA championship game season. Uh, they went undefeated and I got to meet some of the, and, and, and get to know and, and play with some of the best guys I've ever met on the field at that point in time. Um, but I ended up starting my uh, few games my freshman year, um, pretty much all of my sophomore, junior and senior years. I was a captain my junior and senior year. I was a uh, All-American in uh, my junior, I'm sorry, my sophomore, junior, and senior year. So I was a three-season All-American, um, ton of honors, accolades, awards. Uh, we went to two NCAA championships. Um, we won a number of upstate collegiate athletic association championships. I mean, we were a heck of a team at the time. Um, which is a great thing because, again, the, the lessons that I learned from Coach Audino uh, and, and uh, Coach Brown and, and some of the coaches that are actually still at Union to this day um, have, have stood the test of time. And, and it's kind of helped me, again, to develop my sense of who I was um, as a man and, and on the field, off the field, so on and so forth. Um, let's see. Uh, during that time, after I graduated from college, I actually was named to the, uh, the East-West game and the USA 3 All-Stars game. Uh, and when I say USA 3, uh, Union College is a Division 3 school, but we ended up still playing uh, Yale and uh, Harvard and um, Albany State, to name a few. Um, and uh, let's see, from that point in time, it was kind of I, – I, I had a lot of success – within my college athletic career, broke a few records, had the sack record for a number of years, um, and then uh, then went to play in the East-West game. I was the actually East team captain of the East-West game, and that's when the recruiters really started coming in heavy. Um, so at that point in time, I actually um, got recruited by the Eagles, the Detroit Lions, Washington Redskins, uh, the New York Giants were literally um, their practice facilities were at Albany State. So I got to, to go to a few of their practices and get involved in some of the things that were happening there. So that was uh, that was a pretty great experience. Um, and uh, in my travels and oh, also and I also started trying out for 
uh, semi-pro leagues. I went for semi-pros. I went to the uh, to the arena leagues, tried out with the Albany Dragons and a, and a whole bunch of other stuff, or the Albany Firebirds, I'm sorry. And um, that was a pretty pretty good time, to say the least. But uh, in, in my travels, um, I actually ended up trying out with the Canadian Football League or the CFL, and I basically tried out for, made the money list, and made the team for the Toronto Argonauts. Um, Toronto had previously just gone to a Grey Cup, and that's their national championship. So, so where we have our uh, Lombardi Trophy, the Grey Cup is what Canada has, right? So um, they had previously, in the previous year, under Doug Flutie, they had actually won a Grey Cup, and uh, they, they were coming off a winning season. And I was able to get on that team. Unfortunately, Doug Flutie at that point in time had left. Um, and uh, the Canadian game is, is dramatically different from the American game as far as football goes. Uh, it's a wider and longer field. It's more about passing. It's a speed game. Um, a lot of strategy involved. But, you know, I was too used to the American game. Um, so there was one point in time where I'd actually suffered an injury and uh, had to make a decision as to whether or not I was going to continue to play in the CFL or if I was going to go back to the United States, uh, heal up, and then continue my quest to get on an NFL team. Um, let's see. From that point in time, I actually uh, I had an agent. He went through, and again, I, I tried out for a number of different teams. Again, uh, the, the Redskins, the Lions, um, the, the Eagles, uh, the Giants, um, you know, just to name a few. And one of the teams that I actually went to a mini camp that kind of stuck was the Patriots. So I was there and this was during the Bledsoe years. So, so Tom Brady hadn't actually gotten there yet and they weren't, we were good, but they weren't as good as the Brady years, of course. Um, But uh, I was in a mini camp and I was there for about three weeks. And uh, unfortunately I did not make the team, but one of the really fortunate things that came out of my time trying out and, and being seen and going to the combines and, and being tested and meeting coaches was, um, I actually got to uh, one of the, the speed and strength coach for the Washington Redskins was actually the speed and strength coach for the United States bobsled team. And uh, as dumb luck may have had it at the time, I said, you know, that's uh, and his name is John Philbin. And uh, at the time I said, oh, you know, that's, I, I want to play football. I don't want to bobsled. Well, fast forward a couple of uh, maybe about a year or so. And uh uh, when I had uh, been working out at Gold's Gym on Lansdowne Street in Boston, Massachusetts, which is literally right across the street from Fenway Park, I actually ran into a guy by the name of Ivan Radcliffe. Now, Ivan was a Harvard student. Uh, he, was, he was kind of built like me, so he's probably, I'd say, maybe in the 6'3", 6'4", like 262, 70 range. And, uh, and I be, we befriended each other in the gym. We were just kind of talking. And as I, as I talked to him, I said, well, Ivan, what do you do? And uh, lo and behold, he said, I, I, I'm on the U.S. bobsled team. <laughs> so at that point in time, uh, I asked him if, uh, if he knew Coach Philbin, which he said, absolutely. And then he said, hey, we're having a mini camp up in Lake Placid. You should come out and try out. So this was, um, I'd say, late 1998 at this point in time. So I decided to, uh, to just try my hand. And, and I figured, hey, you know, what do I have to lose? It can't be pure coincidence. I ran into... Uh, to coach Philbin before he told me to try out. I kind of blew him off because I was still chasing that NFL dream. And, uh, and here I just run into a guy that's on a national team. Let me, uh, let me take him up on the offer and go on up. 
So um, went up to Lake Placid. I, I can't remember the month, but uh, I think it was either November, October, November in that area. And um, I remember there were about 175 guys on the first day. I mean, it was just overwhelming. And everybody looked like me. And they're big, strong guys. I mean, super, super fast. And uh, by day two, we were probably down to about 65, 70 guys. And by the end of the week, they took 17 guys, and I was number 17. I mean, it was really by the skin of my teeth because I was going up against world-class athletes that uh, had been training their entire lives to go for this opportunity. And I just happened to be lucky enough to to uh, be in the right place at the right time. And uh, and and so went my, my journey into being an Olympic hopeful from 1998 to the 2002 Games in Salt Lake City. So there's a, a bit of a synopsis there. I know I uh, spoke a bit, but that's uh, my, my athletic career in a nutshell. You know, and a couple of the good things that came out of my experience there is uh, I met my wife. Um, she at the time, she used to be a, a Canadian national team figure skater, and she had just relocated to the Lake Placid area, um, and she was just getting out of training. And when I was living at the Olympic Training Center in Lake Placid, I, uh, I came across her and, and, you know, and we've been together and, and been in each other's lives now for about 22 years or so. So uh, that was one of the best things that happened. Uh, another thing that happened to me was I actually got to meet uh, Bill Clinton and his Secret Service detail. Um, and for which the individuals that I befriended there, um, that's actually what started my, my foray into federal law enforcement. So it was the the random happenstance in life that uh, actually got me to the career and into into what I do right now. So um, sports for me has had a, a very very pivotal pivotal points in my life. Um, sports have have brought me pretty much to where I am this day, and uh, you know through hard work, perseverance. You know, that that will to keep fighting, even if, you know, sometimes you make the team, sometimes you don't make the team. Sometimes things work out and sometimes they don't. But no matter what, you just keep fighting and, and you keep going. And uh, through through some luck and a lot of preparation, I was able to take advantage of the opportunities that were given. All right. That's that's really amazing. So um, I'd like to take a step back real quick. Um, and you mentioned um, some advice that um, that your your previous coaches had given to you that um that held true throughout your life. Um, would you mind sharing those for me? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Um, so one of the things that, uh, that I was that, uh, very, very, very early on. So when I was uh, younger in life, I, I used to, uh, I used to get in a lot of trouble. Let's say, um, you know, it was, I would always be in, and again, I was one of the bigger guys in high school. Uh, and believe it or not, the bigger you are in high school, the more people kind of figure you're a bit of a target. Right. Um, so I used to fight a lot. Uh, and I would get in, and just little little skirmishes. And, and I know that now we're talking back in uh, 1980. <laughs> and I don't want to date myself too much, but 1988, 89. I graduated from high school in 92 and prep school in 93. So, um, you know, 88, 89, it was, uh, you know, sometimes you had disagreements with people. And then it was, oh, we're going to settle it at the flagpole, so on and so forth. And one of the uh, things that uh, Coach Capitolupo said to me was, hey, son, you got to realize something. And if a jerk calls you a jerk, how much, how much credence should that really have in your life? And if you think that you're going to go through life fighting every single time somebody calls you a jerk, you're going to be fighting your entire life. So it's, it's time for you to 
to channel their energy in, in a good way, leave it on the field, and then and just kind of move on from there. You know, and those that's one of the things that's resonated. You know, and if you say you're going to do something, you do it. If you say you're going to be somewhere, you, you be there. If you commit to doing something, you follow through in your commitments, no matter what it takes. So those are some of the lessons that you learn, or that I learned from my coaches. But I mean, specifically with playing football, it's more a matter of you know, you find out what you're really made of, you know, when you're down, when you're out, when you're hurting, when, when your, your muscles are sore and you can't breathe and, and you're given everything you got and you got it, you have to give it just that one more play, that one more quarter, that one more, that one more set of downs to, to, to bring home the win. You really learn how to, uh, to really dig down deep and, and find what you need to be there for not only for yourself, but for your team. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this podcast. So um, I'd like to thank you for your time and your thir- your service to our country. Um, and um, yeah, uh, is, is there anything else you'd like to say um, to our audience? Um, no, no, I just want to say thank you very much for the opportunity. And I, I appreciate you giving me, uh, giving me the time. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All righty. Take care.